All right, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Social Media Cowboys podcast. I am Chris Hoke. I'm DJ Hunter. Today we are celebrating and visiting with the amazing... Jennifer Snyder. Your company is... Neat as a pin organizing and cleaning, and I am Waco's only certified professional organizer. A certified? So you're yes. certifiable. I mean, certified. <laughs> However you want to look at it. How, do you, how does one get certified to be an organizer? So there's nothing exciting about it, really. Um, have to have 3,000 hours with clients, read a bunch of books, pay a lot of money to take a really hard test. Okay. And then, so then I did that about 10 years ago, and, and I have to do CEUs. I have to recertify. I have to stay on top of my game pretty much okay but who like is there like a federal board of organizing that you must go to is when there like I, do they have like their own police force and air force and no no, no. when i first got mine it was a part of bcpo board certified professional organizers and it, now it's a part of the national association of productivity and organizing organization of productivity yes Okay, well, put a pin in that one. You know, need as a pin, no pun intended. Put a pin in that. I'm gonna come back to productivity here. Okay. So that that board is a guess of colleagues and different people in your field that have created an organized body that certifies each other. Yes, yes. To make okay. sure, you know, it kind of, I, I think more than anything, it separates the real professionals from the side giggers. Yeah. So, so then what, okay, then, okay, let's go with that side gigger thing. So what, what damage could be done or what would be the, what would be the bad thing that could happen if you have somebody who's not really qualified or experienced to do your job? Even if it's an emotional bad thing, what is the possible bad thing? So that, that's a really good question. Um, one of, probably the most important thing is they don't understand why you're disorganized in the first place. So so what you're going to do is you're going to pay somebody a bunch of money to come in and rearrange your stuff that you're not going to be able to maintain. Okay. So so with my with my CEUs and my certification, I I have an understanding of why we struggle. It's easy, it's easier for me to understand the struggle and therefore get to the root of the problem and create systems that are going to work long term. So what would work for DJ clearly wouldn't work for you. And I need to, I, so I have the training to differentiate between the two. Just look at the background. You can tell what would work for him and where that's DJ's room, right? What's your yep. room, right? That's my office space at home behind us. So yeah, clearly what would work for him and me is not the same. Exactly. And that's the trick is that's the secret sauce. That's what's going to make organizing work is to understand your habits, to understand your thinking style, to understand your why, and then create solutions based on your why. Okay. And so it's not cookie cutter. And one thing isn't going to work for everybody. And so the side giggers, you know, they can come in and rearrange your pantry, but they, but it's not going to stay. It's going to be a lot more work to keep it that way. And, and so there's a lot of understanding of the human condition that goes into it. Hmm. Are you organized, DJ? Yes. Like everything? Very. Very yeah. Like everything? Uh-huh. So your is your closet like organized, like the clothes and stuff? 
Uh-huh. Do you have a certain way to do your files, like on your computer, your data management? Uh, yeah. Is I, don't, that, I don't keep anything on the desktop of my computer. Yeah, I can't do that either. That's my boy. That's my boy. No, I can't do that either. I only keep, like, immediate things I'm doing. Yeah. And then I have to get rid of it at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, he's way more earnest than me. But I don't think I'm that bad. I mean, you told me, you, you and I did it. You did a home console one time. You probably have some sort of, like, your own ethic you can't talk about. What clients? No, if you're experience. willing to talk about it, I'll, I'll talk about it. You can tell, yeah, you can tell them everything you want about me. So, um, I this was way worse than it was. This is probably less than half of what it was. We'll say we'll say half just to make it a round number. And I put in shells because of you and some things like that because of, because of you. But I told you my long term wish is to become minimalist, and you told me don't even worry about that. Now tell tell them why because this might help somebody else. Why should I not worry about being minimalist? Well, because. First, first and foremost, you'll love Star Wars. Right. And so in order to be a minimalist, for, for starters, you're going to have to get rid of all those fun little things. Yeah. And and so those make you happy. And so that's that's a part of who you are. And and you need all that stuff. You need two or three computers where, where I just need one. And need can be subjective, but it's not always. So... You know, I need a computer on my desk and I need a laptop. I don't need three screens. And so, you know, need is subjective, but you use what you have. And as long as you're using it, then it's not superfluous. It's not clutter. Okay. If you use it and you need it. And so clutter is anything that we don't love or use. And you love all of your Star Wars stuff. And right. And you use all of your computer stuff. Right. Now, if you had, if you had a Wii Fit sitting in your room... And you weren't using it, that would be something different. And so we can look at things as individuals. He's going to dig up what we fit. We 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 have different needs as individuals, <laughs> but it's not in the middle of the room. It's tucked no, away. It's there. I have a, uh, a like one of those single person use whatever refrigerators and an arcade machine, and it's like stuck between those two. Yep. So, so, you know, need is, need is subjective, but that wouldn't suit you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't feel comfortable working in a situation like DJ does, whereas DJ is going to probably feel pretty anxious working in your environment because he has all of these distractions that are keeping him from focusing. Whereas, Chris, you need all that yeah. around to help you focus. It's, it's, it's different. Would, that, would, would, would working in my office make you anxious, DJ? Uh, probably not, but if there was, cause I, I just, the stuff that makes me anxious is like my phone or having email up or whatever. Whenever I'm working on something, I just have to turn all that stuff off. Yeah. I don't really care stuff like around or whatever. Or the noises. Noises. Yeah. You know, and what's, what's interesting is, is people with like ADD, for example, with attention issues. For them, a lot of background, a lot of a lot of stuff going on is going to help them focus because it's going to fill up this vast space where if you have someone with ADD trying to sit in DJ's room, there aren't going to be enough distractions. And so their brains are going to bounce all over the place Yeah. where with your stuff, it keeps your brain contained almost like a, a hug. It yes. Keeps it, keeps it, keeps it where it's supposed to be. Right. And so, so it's just a lot of how our brains work differently. Well, see, yeah, I mean, that's the reason why it's on all the walls. I know it sounds kind of 
I don't know if it sounds crazy or loony or what, but like to me, like my office is my most safest space. So all the stuff on the walls, no matter all the crap you do in the outside world, no matter if some client's mad at you or a family member's mad at you or any or coronavirus or whatever's going on in the world, when I come in here, this is who I want to be. So this right. this is all like insulates all that. Yeah, the stormtroopers don't get the coronavirus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's cool stuff. It's 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 um, it's it's like a cave, you know. Yeah. But I have to have an iPad here that I just shut down. It was going off like crazy for some reason. It was getting too too distracting. But I I need that constant updates of notifications. Uh-huh. I need I need that ticker board going, and my TV is always on some sort of a when I'm working at least I have to have it on some sort of a uh, um, a channel that always has new content. So like a, a movie channel won't work for me because I've seen that movie before. I need like a weather channel or a news channel or a sports channel where the content won't be repeated. Right. So think about it. Think about it like a four lane highway. If you you have to fill those other lanes or else you're going to veer all over. So if those other lanes are full, you can stay on track. Right. So that's your television. That's your that's your iPad. That's those things. And those are helping you stay focused. And that that is the perfect example of what the side giggers don't understand. So with a side gigger, you're not going to get that level of understanding. So the next time somebody comes into either one of our spaces, DJ, we can tell them that we need it this way. Yeah. There you go. So I need this to be a productive human being and need this. That there way. you go. If anybody gives you a hard time about your office, just say, Jennifer said that I need it. Now, having said that, though, there is a, there is a method to the madness, and I do believe in organized chaos. So, like, in now one thing I'm very picky on, I don't like the idea of the junk, junk drawer. I don't like the concept of a junk drawer. I hate the concept of a junk drawer. Okay. I like that you – I mean – you can have a miscellaneous drawer with things in it, but I need to know that the nails are all together and the tacks are all together. You know what I mean? Yep. The bread ties are all in one little thing. That's fine. Yes, because what happens is, and what drives me crazy is, at some point in your life, you'll be in a hurry or some sort of emergency, and you'll need a nail or you'll need a hammer or whatever else. If you can't find it, you've just compounded the issue. You've added another layer onto whatever you're dealing with. And yep. that, that drives and me crazy. And that's what organizing is. Organizing is the pro- is problem solving more right. than anything. It is problem solving. So here I have a bunch of stuff, and I need to be able to know where to go to get it. So so I'm going to have a hardware drawer. I'm going to have a tech drawer. And so all of those things go together. Right. And so instead of a junk drawer, I recommend an office supply drawer, a tech drawer, dog swag drawer and so <laughs> instead of just putting everything in there together separate them out where they make sense yeah that's why i said pin on, put a pin on the organized thing because that's one to come back to is is especially you know, when our situation our house where trish has got health issues i'm i'm flying solo a lot of times on a lot of different activities so trish has always had to organize things her way but because of where our situation i've had to reorganize her organization into my way and then when she's better, we'll flip it back. But like, for instance, like, um, like I don't know, just different kitchen things. Certain things make sense for me to be in a certain spot, mm-hmm. and for her, they don't make sense that way. They need to be in this other spot. 
So do you see that a lot of times where some, one person thinks they're right or wrong about what spot is the what? Do you see that? I do. I, I do. And, you know, and I have a friend and I was working on my, the value proposition for my business and I asked her, you know, what do you, what do I do? What is special? And she was like, Oh my gosh, Jennifer, you save marriages. And so there's, you have two people and the kitchen is a great example. One of them wants the spices here and one of them wants the spices here or one of them wants the knives here or the, the gadgets here, whatever. So it needs to be applied to the thinking style of whoever's in charge of that job. So if one person does most of the cooking, like at my house, my husband does most of the cooking. And so the kitchen and, and the utensils and the things that are used need to cater to his thinking style, not mine. Because he uses them the most. And so what you're doing is exactly right with Trish having, she was in charge, you're in charge now. So you modify them while you're in charge, but just know she's going to take it back. Yeah. And, you know, being, being, having some grace in that for, for each other is, right. is really important. Well, like one of the silly things is you have a, a traditional sink with two sides. Uh-huh. And to me, the dirty dishes always go on the, um, uh, left and then at the end of the day I take care of it so like during the day I just amass dirty dishes on the left side and then as you go around at the end of your day when you start doing things to get ready for the night I hit that at the end of the day mm-hmm. to her dirty dishes should go on the right side to be taken care of immediately uh-huh. and you know what I mean it's like a difference like either way it gets done I don't know if it really matters in the grand scheme of it all but her brain says right immediately, my brain says left at the end of the day. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And so we're all so different. And you know, that's one of the, the beauties of marriage is is the compromise, is is figuring out how to work together. And you know, there's a lot of people who haven't figured out how to work together. Right. And they need somebody like me to come in and say, okay, is it, you know, is the side of the sink really that important? You know, and a lot of times, a lot of times in you guys, may not understand, but as women, we like to be in charge. We like to be in charge of the house. Right. And so I'm in charge of the house. I want it done my way. And so then somebody like me can come in and say, is that really worth it? Is that worth the fight? Whether it's with your spouse or your teenagers. And so you know, I have a lot of parents say, hey, can you please teach my teenager how to keep their room clean? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll meet with them. But you're not going to like what I'm going to have to tell you. <laughs> you're not gonna like to tell with the teenager well here here here's my my cliff notes versions of the whole thing okay and so you have a teenager let's say we have a 17 year old okay they want me to teach them to clean their room so a 17 year old has school work extracurricular activities they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of their life then there's the opposite sex then there's social obligations, social stresses, yeah. all of these things, colleges, grades. And so they have so much on their brain, so much on them in their brain that their rooms are the bottom of the list. Right. And so that is what I tell parents. What What are you going to sacrifice? What are you going to back off on in mm-hmm. order for them to keep their room clean? You know, you're not going to do anything about the opposite sex. You're not going to do anything about friends. Can they sacrifice their grades? Can they not go to work? So where does the room really fall in in the grand scheme of things? Now, I agree that food should never go in a bedroom. That's that's my that's my one thing. 
Yeah. So if you want food in a bedroom, you're going to get ants in a bedroom. You're going to get roaches right. in a bedroom. If you live in the country, you're going to get mice and then snakes. So, you know, I think there's rules, but, you know, pick your battles. Pick your battles on all accounts, if you ask me. What, what, do you, what do you pickiest about, DJ, like, in, in terms of, like, the house? Do you picky about the kitchen or anything? No. <laughs> You're not picky about nothing? Not really. Really? I spend all my time in this room, so I don't care. But I think you're picky about your car. I think that's where you yes. get picky. Now, that's tell her, tell her, tell Jennifer some of your car pickiness because I know a little bit about this. I got, I got all of it from my dad because he's. I was about to say, I know where it came from. He came by it honestly. Yeah, yeah. So I park far away, so I don't get door dings, and I don't park under trees, and all, all sorts of just stuff because I don't like to wash my car. So, do, do you uh, still move it around all day? Do what? Do you still move it around all day? No, I haven't. I haven't even driven it in like a week and a half. Well, I thought, didn't you used to, like, a, a part of the day is in this garage and part of the day is in another garage? Yeah, no, I don't do that anymore. Oh. Uh, tell Jennifer, though, what you used to do. This is great. When what? you had, like, certain parts of the day, it was in different garages. Oh, yeah, because, like, we live in a, uh, what do you call it, uh, homeowner association neighborhood, so they don't like to, they don't, one of the things in the bylaws is don't park your car on the uh, driveway, so we have three cars and only two-car garage, so. I would park it in the neighbors. All the neighbors, most of the neighbors work. So I, one neighbor would let me park it in her garage, and then I'd park it at night in a different person's garage and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and what was funny is if you call him or email him or whatever, text him at a certain time, you might would catch him during the movement. He'd be like, hang on, i got to move a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it just sits in the same garage, so I don't have to do that anymore. Oh, so now you just you just like rent a neighbor's garage? Yeah, it's in a neighbor's. She, she works in Baylor, so I take care of her dog. And then... Turn, she lets me keep the car in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never met. I mean, I've known people picky about their car, but DJ is is right there towards the top of the list about. I'm about fifty percent compared to my dad. So really, oh yeah. You want to you want to know something funny? As organized and as clean as I am, I used to keep my car just filthy, funky, nasty, <laughs> and and I had to to put dark dark tint on the windows. <laughs> So that nobody would walk by it in the Target parking lot and see my company name on my car and just see how funky it was in there. I once, I once left a to-go box of crawfish etouffee in there for like a week. Oh my god! It was really bad. Oh my god! It was really bad. I'm better now. I had I had a wreck last fall. Uh. And I have a new car, and I moved my little boy to the front seat, so now I can see the messes that he makes. Oh yeah. And, and so I'm doing a lot better, but. That was my thing. My car was just always so nasty, oh. Oh, and it wow. didn't represent me at all. And I was embarrassed yeah. if anybody ever wanted a ride somewhere. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, I have certain uh, – when it comes to um, – so before Trish got, got sick and um, uh, all that, things have changed since she got sick. But now she's getting better, things will go back to the way they used to be. And the way it used to be was I had the office, one bedroom, and then the garage. That was like, I, I, I had to have control over those three spots. Other than that, I didn't care. And and one of my pickiness about the garages are we have an attic access that's in the garage. I don't like stuff in the attic. That drives me crazy. To me, putting things in the attic is like, you shouldn't have it. I, I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, Jennifer, but like I kind of feel like if you have to buy a storage rental thing, or, or rent one, I should say, if you have to get a rental storage rental thing, or if you have to put the attic, you probably shouldn't have it. Mm -hmm. 
would you agree or disagree or think that's too extreme or what do you think? I agree. I agree. Out of sight is out of mind. You're paying a lot of money, a lot of money. You know, I met a lady and she had two storage units full of trash bags, trash bags. And so some of those trash bags had trash waste that should have gone away in the big truck. And some of them had things that she just didn't know what else to do with. And so she put it in a bag. So, so she bagged up all of her stuff and put it in the, the storage unit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, even we, Luke and I went to our storage unit and, and it's like, wow, why is this here? Why can't we just throw this away? <laughs> and, and so a lot of times we'll put things in storage that we don't want to make a decision on. We know we don't need it. Yeah. But we're afraid of making the wrong decision and ultimately needing it later. So we just stick it in there. And then a lot of, I see a lot of storage units full of sentimental items. So, so college textbooks, which we don't need those, um, things like that. Those are the kinds of stuff I see in storage units. So, so are you, are you like some of the minimalist guy, there's like even the, I'm sure you're aware of the, 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 the Twitter and uh, there's a like two guys called the minimalists. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I'm a fan of them. I follow their Twitter, and I, 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 I try to catch their podcast. I don't catch them religiously, but I try and catch them here and there. And uh, they are on the side of just get rid of it. They don't even think like if you if you could sell it, great. But it's better just to get rid of it than to, if to, to go through. If it's going to take a long time to sell, they would rather you purge than take a long time and, and sell it. Where would you fall on the sell in a hurry versus get rid of it in a hurry? Well, okay, so. What I see is I see, so so let me let me back up a little bit. Sure. I'm a, about perfectionism. So I see a lot of people struggling with perfectionism, and so chronic hoarding disorder is a part of OCD. It's the perfectionism. We want to do exactly what perfect, the perfect thing with this thing, or I can't get rid of it. So depending on the situation, I feel like there are times, and more often than not. Getting rid of the excess is what needs to be done right away okay. to improve the immediate quality of life. So you have this school of people that says, okay, I have this shirt. I'm going to donate this shirt, but it has a loose button. I need to repair the button. I need to take it to the cleaners. I need to wash it. I need to mend it. I need to pay money for it to be repaired before I can donate it. And so so for many, many people, just Getting it gone is really what needs to happen first, and then they can come back and and go through with with the repairing and doing doing the right thing. You know, um, selling if you're going to make less than twenty bucks on it, don't bother, don't bother selling it. Just get rid of it. Really? It's not going to be worth the time because you need to take good pictures. You need to write good descriptions, depending on where you sell it. You need to ship it or you need to meet with someone or you need to have yeah. a stranger come pick it up off the porch, whatever. And and so it's there's sometimes it's way more work to sell something than what it, than what you're gonna get for it anyway. So do you so you mentioned time. So it how how much does um, time management or preservation of time because you know, time is the one thing we all can't get back. You know, sometimes, you know, as you get older, when I was younger, I would, I would work all day to save 20 bucks. Now that I'm older, I'm like 20 bucks and I, it, I get all my whole day back. I mean, God, you know, that's the reason yeah. I pay a, a, 
a mower, it's 40 bucks a pop, but that 40 bucks pop buys me three hours of life that I would have to give it up. Yeah. Exactly. So I would rather pay the 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. So, but when you're younger, you don't really think that way. So how much of what you doing is actually like, um, is time at the core of it? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Or is that just one of the cores? At time is time is at the core. I think time and, and, and peace, inner peace, knowing, knowing what you have and where to find it. Um, you know, clutter, clutter makes noise, clutter makes noise. And, and so it's hard to focus. It's hard to work. It's hard to think with all that noise. And so, so there's that, but time is a, an essential piece of it. Like you said, if you needed a hammer and a nail, you need a hammer and a nail right now. You don't need to look for that hammer and nail for 45 minutes. You sure. need to know where, where to put things and where to go to get things. And so a lot of times we have stuff sitting around because we don't know where to put it. Yeah. And so when you don't know where to put something, just ask yourself, where would I look for it? And so, so you bring home something, you bring home something new. Let's say a box of matches. Where do I put a box of matches? If it's not going to go in the junk drawer, then you ask yourself, where would I look for it? Huh. And that's where it goes. Even if it to someone else, it wouldn't make any sense for it to go there. But if that's where you would look for it, that's where it needs to be. Simple as that. So I like to keep matches and lighters with candles and keep all those things in the same place. Right. So then you've got a category and you've got a space and you can designate it space to those things. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, bringing this back to social media, being social media cowboys, I find that I, I I'll even post this uh, Labor Day and Memorial Day. Uh, I always think of those two holidays for some reason because to me they're kind of lazy holidays. Mm -hmm. Like you know, they're not one that's really based on like fireworks or Christmas parties and stuff like that. They're kind of lazy holidays. Mm -hmm. So I always think Memorial Day and, and Labor Day as two that you can kind of just take some self time and I always recommend that people clean up their social media and organize their social media a little bit around those two things. For instance, you know, with football during the football season, I might follow a whole bunch of people extra because they've said something or tweeted something about, you know, football and I follow them. And then come April, you're sick of hearing, seeing now they're tweeting about something else and you don't like what they're tweeting anymore. So you go and you get rid of those people. And then you follow some celebrities or news people or whatever, and then you get sick of – you follow them because they have a movie out. Now they don't have a movie out, you're annoyed by them. And you, that's a good time to go in and get rid of those, those, those type of accounts and follow them. And for me, that brings me a sense of peace because I get really – what was that? I get really frustrated with <laughs> I get really frustrated with my news feed being stuff that's irrelevant to me. So right. how much of what you do can carry over into – like social media and and all of those things that people are dealing with on their smartphone text and so all of that, all, of it, all yeah. this this clutter. That's and that's a lot of clutter. That's right. a lot of clutter. Email clutter, internet clutter, Twitter clutter, Facebook clutter. And so, I, once once you start in one area, whether you start digitally, whether you start in your home, whether you start on your calendar, wherever you start, when you start getting rid of the excess. And you see, you can see your life, you can see what your life is becoming and how easy it is becoming. Then all of that extra stuff is going to become uncomfortable. It's going to become a nuisance. Yeah. 
And, and so you, all you have to do is start in one area. Like with your group, if you start with your social media and you like, like I follow so many MLB players for my son, my son likes to look at my Twitter and look at all the MLB players and I'm not interested in them. So I quit in interacting with them so that I don't see them. And, and so, so there's, there's ways, you know, there's ways that you can do that. And, and like what you recommend having that time of the year, doing these big things annually, you do a spring cleaning annually, you do these big purges periodically. That's healthy. That's healthy because we have a life cycle. We have things cycling in and out of our lives all the time. And so we can't just bring things in indefinitely mm. without getting rid of something yeah. without, without feeling the effects and that the effects typically are, they impact our quality of life. Do you purge? Do you have to go clean up digitally DJ? Oh yeah. I deleted all my Facebook not too long ago. I deleted like where you have the movie section and the books and the actors and all that stuff. I just deleted all of them. Really? I don't have any. Yeah. Cause you get tired of seeing their feeds and, things yeah it's just people yeah. i follow now so or friends with and that's it yeah yeah and that happens a lot go ahead i like the silence i like to silence people yeah you know i don't you know the, you know there's people i don't necessarily want to unfriend right i don't want to see what they're saying either yeah so I yeah love that people. And, that, and that 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 becomes the like, like i know sometimes i overpost. But it's my job to, to get the word out on certain things and, 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 and you use all the professional tools and things like that. But sometimes it helps to just use your own personal Facebook to help. Like with what we're going through with the, the Corona COVID thing, these restaurants really need a little extra TLC. And so I've po posted some stuff um, for some clients, not just restaurants, but lots of clients, my own personal um, social media. And I, I know my number's gone down. And I know people just didn't want to see that, but it's like, well, you know, I guess they had to make their own choice about their own clutter, yeah. you know? Right. You know, but it's, you know, if two people see it, then maybe it's those two that need to see it. Right. And so that's, you know, that's the thing with social media. We try to stay, we try to stay relevant and, and we want to be there. And so, and you know, it's just, it's about content posting things that are good. And yeah. so one of the things that I've done, and I don't know if you've seen it or not. So I do, I do a declutter challenge about yeah. twice a year and yeah. it's, it's a pay to play. And so I, I noticed that while everybody's at home, they're posting, I'm cleaning out my closet. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I'm like, man, maybe I should, I should help them out. And so I created this page called declutter together. Yeah. And it's like the declutter challenge, but it's every day I'll go in and say this is this is what you can declutter today. This is why this is why we keep this stuff. Mm -hmm. Here's how you get rid of it. Here's how you organize it. Good job. You know, send me a picture if you do it. Right. And so I've you know we've got a lot of people in there, and and I think they're they're working on it. They're not they're not necessarily posting all of their before and after pictures, but they're engaging and yeah. they're really working taking this time at home to work on their homes and make their homes less cluttered. Mm -hmm. So as we're taping this, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic thing, whatever you want to call it. I guess pandemic is the right word. Um, and we've seen people go into hoarding mode with toilet paper is the one that gets most of the attention right now. Because in fact, as of this taping this morning, I got my first toilet paper from the store in 
since whenever this started. I just happened to be there at the right time and the right place, and the line was short. So I went and got some just to be safe. So even I have hoarded, I guess, to some degree. Yeah. And then when I've gone to the grocery store, even I, a reasonable, rational human being, has bought extra food to put in the freezer. So I've gotten ground meat when I didn't necessarily need ground meat to just put in the freezer for a later time I might need ground meat. So, and I felt compelled to. So I know you're into the psychology of all this stuff. What the heck is happening to a rational person? Like I thought I was a rational person, but even I have gone a little bit into a hoarding mode with this COVID-19 stuff. What's going on? We control our possessions. We control. It's about control. Okay. If that's why, that's why when the, all of this started, water was everybody was buying water. Why? Why are they buying water? Nothing's wrong with our water supply. And yeah. so, water is one of those things that are essential for our our lives. And we buy it when things when things get scary. We buy it. We buy. We shop. You know, a tornado is coming, and we go to the grocery store. Instead of getting under a mattress in the hallway, we go to the grocery store and buy water. It's just what we do. And I read an article about toilet paper in particular and how it related to what we were doing here. And so toilet paper is something that we're going to use anyway. We'll use it. We will never stop using toilet paper. So it's something that we can buy that gives us a sense of power and control that... We're going to use, it's not that expensive, but it's big, right? So if we were to buy a little container of hand sanitizer, this little container of hand sanitizer doesn't feel very satisfying when you're walking out to Target, out, out the door of Target to your car. No. This massive bulk of toilet paper, look at what I've done. Look at what I'm doing to take care of myself. Look at the control that I have yeah. in this situation. That's what it is. It's about control. When we hoard, when we hoard other things, if we hoarded butter tubs, if we hoarded um, books, if we hoarded pens, it's all about control. It's all about control. And that piece of control is about alleviating the fear. So, so most of the time when we hoard something, there is an undercurrent of fear of, from, of something, of running out, fear of black, fear of not being in control, fear of not being able to communicate, therefore writing the letter. And so we hoard these things as a re as a response to fear. And as simple as that, regardless of what we hoard. So have you hoarded anything, DJ? Oh. Related to COVID? No, just normal. No. Have you even had to go to the store since all this started? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we went. We went two weeks ago, but we bought extra stuff. We bought two weeks worth of stuff instead of one Stay week worth of stuff. That's reasonable. That's normal. I would that's think that's it. a reasonable response. But you know, but it's it's funny. You know, we're herd animals. We're as people, we're herd animals. Yeah. And we we do subscribe and say, and so we didn't need toilet paper when all this started because we get a case of toilet paper every two months. Okay. And it lasts us more than two months. In fact, I give toilet paper to my grown sons, and <laughs> and so my husband and I, we were at Target one Sunday morning and they had toilet paper and as we were walking out, it's like, okay, so we've got this many rolls and we replace one about every this many days. And so, you know, we should probably be okay. It's like, but do you think we should buy some while we're here and they have it? And so he says, yeah, probably. So I'm like, you go back in. I don't want to be that person. Huh. So, so he went back in and he bought the big thing in toilet paper. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so we didn't need that much toilet paper, but now we we could we could sell toilet paper. And I got a note this morning from Amazon that my next big case is on the way. <laughs> so so we we have more than we will ever use, and and I'm afraid that a lot of people are like that. Yeah. And so, but we just we we follow along and we feel the anxiety of everybody else and feel like we need to do it too. And so, you know, we bought, we've got bread in the freezer. We've, you know, we've got extra things that we don't need. Well, I think, the I think the same is true, not just in the, in the hoarding thing. I think there's a, a power that goes with collecting. Mm -hmm. So like, like uh, I could relate to the whole star Wars collecting thing and, and, and with anything, there's a, there's a, there's a niche culture or, circuit or whatever you want to call it people on instagram or twitter or facebook or wherever where people like of anything you know if you look for it there's somebody out there's like there's 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 a group for facebook toy collectors or star wars collectors on facebook and whatnot and you get in there and you'll see a lot of the same people on facebook that you see on twitter and instagram and you always want to be the guy that got that new toy first and you're like hey i got it and everybody's like oh man i haven't seen it yet but you've got it. So it's like a sense of power or accomplishment or something that I got the brand new release toy and y'all yes. did not. Yep. Things are about power, you know, in your collection. So your Star Wars collection, A, you have a commonality. Right. You have a common ground to, with these people in these groups. And DJ probably does the same thing with cars. And so and with us, it's, it's travel select baseball. But there's always, you know, your car is in the best garage. And you've got the the rarest little action figure. Right. Whereas with us, and my son's got the newest, greatest, and latest bat. Yeah. And so with regardless of what it is, there is this stuff component, and that stuff is always about power. The so DJ, we talked about an episode with Jerry Jerry Snyder, no relation. Uh, mm -hmm. Jerry Snyder, uh, that um. um, um we all collect things, and Jerry is is very uh, he's very meticulous. I mean, he's well groomed, and he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. But even he collects like shot glasses and uh, like water skis. And DJ is uh, as uh, meticulous as you see he is behind you. He's got like well, how many online video games that you've like got on PC and Xbox, and everything else. Five or six hundred something. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, we you know, We've all got something, and for you know, for me, it's books. Yeah, right like, behind you. I like books with words. I like books without words. I like to put my own words in them. But <laughs> when I grow up, when I grow up, I want I want my house to be a library where people live. Right. And so, so we all have something, yeah. and, and it gives us a sense of satisfaction, but it does also a sense of power. You know, like with books, how, knowledge is power. And look at all this knowledge that I have at yeah. my fingertips, even if I don't have the time to read them all. Right. So we always ask everybody at the end of the podcast, what is the next latest, greatest, awesome, big, huge project thing that you can tell us about? That you can tell us about. I know you don't want to. Something you want to okay. spill, build the beans on here. I get it. But what, what's going? What's, what's next for you? I've got okay. So I've got two. I've got two really big things. Um, okay. First of all, and it's further down the line, but I am working on a podcast. I told you guys a little bit ago that I geek out on the business end of the business. Yeah. And so. My podcast is called Baking Your Business from Scratch. Basically what it is, it is going to be a podcast about building a home-based business while taking care of your home, taking care of your kids, taking care of yourself, managing it all. Okay. And so that's Baking Your Business from Scratch. Hopefully we'll be out this summer. 
But something that is much closer on the horizon is I am working on an online course for people who want to move. So when you move, it is a step-by-step, this is what you do, this is how you pare down so that you're not paying to move stuff you don't need. Here's a link to the boxes that I like. Here's a here's how to pack your necklaces. Here's how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so it is going to be an all-inclusive instruction manual for moving. Uh, and that is called Relocation Academy. <laughs> Relocation Academy. I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. That fills a void. There's yep. there, You'll hear a lot of people giving tips on moving. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much throw in boxes and bands and go. It's one of the most stressful things you can do. And so just yeah. like anything else, planning ahead will make it easier. Last time we moved from, we went from a duplex to this house. And I literally worked two days nonstop with about four hours sleep in between. And I was so physically messed up. I went to the chiropractor and he's like, uh, you know how many visits this is going to take yeah. <laughs> to fix you? Right. <laughs> he just said, he said, yeah, you're way out of line. And then he just started, I think it took about three or four visits to yeah. get, to get me yeah. to some reasonable state. So, if I had a plan, instead of doing things like I normally do, half cocked and just diving into them, right? I probably would have done that move in half the time. That's exactly right. And half the physical labor. That is exactly right. Smarter, not harder. And half the stress. And half the stress. But so that's a that's a good. You're feeling a good niche there. That's good. Thanks. I'm yeah. excited. I'm really. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm motivated. Really looking forward to working on it. Right. So that's. How I plan to fill my days while I'm at home, yeah. homeschooling. Yeah. Well, you, everybody loves you. You do a really good job with your social media. I mean, I think that you do. Uh, we don't. You're not one of our clients. You just do your own your own stuff. You do a wonderful Thanks. job. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you have a mentor in that regard or not, but uh, you do whatever the whatever you, however you do it. You got somebody. You're doing a good job. With no, the, it's all me. It's yeah. I like pretty things and I like to be entertaining and. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, well, keep up, keep it up. Um, tell them your um, all the best ways to, to find your stuff and get a hold of you. So on Instagram, Need as a Pen. On Facebook, Need as a Pen Organizing Experts. Uh, Twitter, Need as a Pen. Um, uh, what's the other one? Venmo, Need as a Pen. Jen, that's one. That one really matters. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And then the regular website is what? Need as a pin. And then need as a pin.net is my net. regular website. .net. And oh, oh, last thing. I keep saying last thing and I keep extending it. Is there is there a story to the time that Ellen uh, Ellen the tweeted generous. you? Yeah, Ellen did you. I couldn't think of her last name. Ellen generous. She, yeah, she still follows me on Twitter. I don't do much, but she's still a follower. And huh. The Bachelor gave me a couple of shout outs before, too. Really? You just, you just, just t- tweeted at him until he got their attention? Oh, no, I, I really wasn't. I just tweeted at him. Yeah. I just, you know, hey, this is this is cool, or, you know, just commented and mentioned them, and, and then I got their attention. Yeah. So um, that's, that's really cool. You know, it's, don't underestimate what small actions can do. Yeah. Cool. All so right. Be relevant. Be involved. 
Well, she does a great job. If everybody's watching this, if you ever thought about, if you're on the fence about getting organized, I can't recommend her enough because as as crazy it sounds, she did come in here and she guided me. Now, it's going to take me several steps. So, don't, she gets any credit. If it's good in here, she gets the credit. If it's bad in here, it's I get the blame because I promise you that's really how it was. If it's good in here and you're going the right direction, it's because she told me to do it. So... If she can help a wreck like me, <laughs> she can help anybody. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. All right. Well, everybody go follow Nia's opinion, and uh, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Yeah.